I'm Rebecca Kling, and this is The Land I Trust. Stories from the front lines about the fight for clean energy. Will Beam grew up in woodsy, southwestern Pennsylvania. On acres of land between Pittsburgh and the West Virginia border, Will hiked, camped, and caught crawfish in a local creek. The creek was so local, he just knew it as the creek across the street. But that creek, and the coal industry's influence on it, made a big mark on Will's life growing up. Now he asks, what's in store for the future? The creek that I always played in as a kid bows and bends through through the valley that I live in. And it is at the base of a hill that is almost entirely wooded. And on the other side is an open field and Route 19 rolls by in the distance. And sometimes when I crest the little knoll to where I can see the creek, it um, surprises me. Sometimes I don't know whether it's going to be running. Sometimes I... You know, sometimes I know it's going to be running if it's been raining. Sometimes I know it's not going to be running if it's been uh, if it's been hot out. Half to three quarters of the year, it's just a dry stream bed, and then when we get heavy rains, you know, the flow from the hills around brings up the level. I would always wonder why it would only run in the spring whenever we had big rains, and uh, my mom explained that to me. You know, after I was probably aged eight, that uh, the coal mine had gone under and that when a coal mine mines under a piece of land, you'll see like sinking on on the upper side, which is, you know, a big concern, you know, subsidence that can really damage your house and, you know, things like creeks. That's why it wouldn't flow. Coal in our community, I would say, is dominant or was dominant. So we have a coal mine kind of right on the edge of our town and you can see it in the skyline. You know, you can see conveyors and ramps and and whatnot and coal's history and then now into natural gas's history is like it encapsulates people's lives so i think the first step is just kind of talking to people about what the future of the county does look like because coal is already on its way out and natural gas as a non-renewable resource inherently has that same kind of structure so it's a hard and long process but i do think that there is some hope for the county. But it's it's been a pretty commanding force in terms of the economy. That's what people do. Like everyone is coal miners. And even when I was in high school, there were a lot of kids that said, you know, I'm going to go work in the mine. That's that's what I'm going to do whenever I get out of high school. I, I ask myself about whether Green County is going to play a significant role in my life a lot because I really do love it here. And I would love nothing more than for there to be, you know, some some future for me here. I found myself coming back because I can make a difference. There's definitely a future for people who are willing to put some put some work in and and really make some change in areas like this. The Land I Trust is hosted by me, Rebecca Kling. Produced by Adil Trehan and Jeff Shaw at the Sierra Club, with Josephine Holtzman, Isaac Kestenbaum, and Danielle Roth of Future Projects Media. Special thanks to Veronica Koptis. You can find The Land I Trust on all your favorite podcast and social media platforms and by searching the hashtag The Land I Trust. Learn more about the story you heard today and other stories from The Land I Trust at sc.org/stories.